Welcome everybody to another episode of Late Night Bites with Oris, where we talk about tech, gaming, and everything in between. I'm your host, James, and today we have a very special, uh, very fun guest with us. He's a variety streamer. He's played hundreds and, you know, by hundreds, he's, he's played a lot of game titles. Uh, everybody, I'd like to introduce Eddie Monster. Eddie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How we doing? I'm doing good too. Um, you know, I know we're kind of on the polar opposites of the U.S. here. Uh, Eddie's in East Coast. I'm in, you know, of course, uh, I'm in West Coast here. And um, over here, at least, it's it's been very weird. It's like one hour it's been raining, and then the next hour it's like super sunny. But how's the weather in East Coast? Hopefully not. So today, bad. yeah, today was actually a really, really stunning day. Like what we expect for spring here. Uh, I mean, we've had basically one of the colder winters, I believe. We've dealt with quite a bit of uh, snow this year, but I mean, we're finally got, getting out of the, we're with the, with the, the, uh, the, the stretch, the end stretch, you know, just oh, yeah. to finally see spring. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm really excited for some nice warmer weather. Yes, I can't imagine. It's... We get all the seasons here though. So I'm used to, you know, very cold winters <laughs> and some hot summers. Is it a is it a pretty big adjustment, you know, for someone who's lived in SoCal all their life, you know, for at least for me, you know, I don't really get to experience seasons, but when you have to go from like heavy snow to you know summer or spring, is it? I actually love this question. Well, I love this question because we had this discussion on my stream not like just recently actually, where we uh there was a so there was a couple years where I lived in Florida. And uh, when I first moved to Florida, there was, it was funny because I, there would be like, it'd be like a 70 degree, 65 maybe degree day. And I would see people in like boots and like scarves and stuff. And like, <laughs> there's some people from Florida, like, no, that's not true. But I, you know, for, for with my own eyes would see people have like winter gear on during like a 65 degree day. Boy. And I think that um, my, my dad, he moved down there, um, I'd say like 15 years ago now. Okay. And he became very quickly acclimated to hot weather so when he comes to visit it's freezing it's always freezing like now it's always freezing when he comes back up north um so i think and when i lived there for a couple of years i started to feel that as well like i got acclimated to the warmer weather a lot quicker and then getting acclimated to you know the colder weather just takes a little bit longer i definitely prefer uh hotter weather i was born in june so i definitely love you know i love <laughs> spring and summer and stuff like that but I mean, at the end of the day, for the most part, especially when, you know, you're staying inside and gaming, uh, it's, it's, you know, you, you deal with it. Yeah, so. definitely. No, it's I'll just nice. It's nice to like, it, it's, I think what's mostly nice is the idea that, you know, everything it, it, where I live is accustomed to it. There's no, you know, real surprises. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, it's good to know because over here, yeah, it's good to know which seasons are coming and yeah. around what time, because over here we've had. You know, in December times, sometimes you'll get like an 80, 80 or even sometimes like a 90 degree Christmas day. But then yeah. sometimes it'll be like a just straight out pouring Christmas. So um, it's it is definitely a little bit more random here. But um, it is I think I think mentally it'd be nice to kind of see the seasons change um, mm -hmm. because over here it's just everything seems the same. So I feel like the year it's it goes by very fast and i don't have yeah, like for a, sure. <laughs> it's like damn it's already it's already summertime or it's already fall time but when i look outside it's it's kind of the same but that's cool yeah that's, i used to always be i used to always be against the cold weather but i feel like the longer i stay here and i mean i you know i thankfully with what i do i have the luxury of you know staying indoors so like if it's too cold i don't have to go outside <laughs> um but i mean even even prior to like you know you kind of it's kind of like that grass is always greener right you know you yes. try and Try and make sure you understand what you have. And so, I, you know, if I ever lived in like SoCal or, you know, I, I would probably miss having like a nice brisk cold day when it's always hot or whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Which is more common than obviously like the random day where it might get cold over there. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, give and take. But, I, you know, I definitely am coming to terms with appreciating the seasons more. That's good. And hopefully, you know, one day I'll be able to uh experience that myself you know yeah. because uh you know california is nice and all but you know there are other places in in the states and just you know in the world it's just you know it, it's nice i feel like a lot of people think that you know california or socal is like 
this wonderland of like, oh, it's like sunny weather, stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, having seasons is also very nice too. So absolutely. You know, well, that's awesome. You know, that's well, that being said also, maybe you might want to, on that note, want to kind of introduce yourself to our audience, maybe for people who aren't familiar with who you are, what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Eddie Monster. I'm a variety caster and slowly growing, uh, I'd say YouTuber because I've had the account for as long as I've been streaming, but I've always like just hesitated to pull the trigger on just regularly putting up content. But anyway, I've been a variety caster uh, on Twitch for, I had my nine year anniversary of streaming on in December. Um, it was touch and go there at first because I, w when I first started streaming, I had signed up to join the army uh, and then I had left and come back and left and come back because when I first started streaming, Partnership wasn't really like a very well-known thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, I was obviously trying to figure out life and what I wanted to do and all that stuff. But when I finally had come back in 2014, uh, I ended up getting partners. So I've been partnered on Twitch since 2014. And, you know, this is what I've been doing, creating content and uh, just loving video games. That's awesome, man. Um, that's, mm -hmm. that's really that's really cool. And it seems like, you know, you've been in kind of this streaming space for quite a while you know you yeah. said what nine years almost a decade now yeah almost um, a decade so if we had to i guess if you had to go from the very beginning to now what's some of like the biggest differences you've seen in change Oof. whether it's you know within the streaming or maybe with just within twitch from then to now because i've seen you, you know, know I um oh sorry but i was gonna say like you know i've seen i think the earliest i got on twitch i like started watching was maybe about like five years ago Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, the biggest thing I can say is just industry wide, like gaming industry wide, the size it is exponentially increased. The amount of gamers you see in this day and age, the amount of, you know, uh, pop culture and nerd culture that has, you know, exploded since I started streaming has been, it, it actually has been one decade since I was introduced into the industry. Um, one of my influences, one of my best friends, um, he's a big YouTuber and, uh, I met him actually, I think today, I think I, it was, this is interesting. I think it was today, 10 years ago we met, <laughs> um, where I met like the, who ended up becoming my best friend and my mentor and, you know, becoming a content creator. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, I would say that the size of the industry has exponentially increased. Not that like, you know. It hasn't always had a huge like you know fandom and, and and culture and all that stuff it's just the idea of people becoming more in the space and you know going to events well you know pre-covid and all that stuff but you know mm -hmm. going to events and being a part of this massive industry whether it be content creation just gaming you know uh you know uh, uh groups and, and and clans and guilds and whatnot uh it's it's just exponentially Heck, even esports, as much as, you know, esports, uh, I think I thought would have been bigger by now. I, I, you know, obviously I, there are so many incredible, there are so many incredible, I'm not in the esports space, but mm -hmm. just from the outside looking in, I feel like there are so many opportunities where esports could have been bigger and could be bigger today, uh, with some more structure and support. It's just interesting to see some things that happen, but I also feel that way about a lot of things. You know, I, I think that, uh, it's been, it's still free reign. You know, there's a lot of people that use, um, that, that say it's so saturated and I still, to this day, I find so many talented, you know, streamers and content creators and, and players that still poke their head out when they shine something new, uh, into the industry. And it's always awesome and, uh, always a breath of fresh air to see how wonderful it can be that anyone still has a chance, you know, with, uh, some hard work, uh, you know, some hard work, some dedication and, you know, for any... I'll, I'll always say you always need that little pinch of luck. You need that little sunshine spotlighted on you <laughs> to get, you know, get it going under you. But it's always awesome. It's always awesome. But I'd say the size is probably um, just how big Twitch is mm -hmm. now compared to back then. Because I think back then seeing a channel with like 1,300 viewers was like mind-blowing. Like night 1,300 concurrent viewers was mind-blowing. And back when I first started, uh, I'd do like these Minecraft streams before I would uh, go do my workout routine. And um, I was having like 50 viewers. I was losing my mind. And that's like, <laughs> you know, today in today's standards, that's uh, 
it's you can think about what you see in terms of like the highest viewed stream single stream you know i i think it was just broken uh with like two million viewers or something like that a, a, a month ago or something like that which is insanity to think you know yeah. how many people are coming into the twitch space and you know gaming space for youtube and and uh you know facebook gaming is out there and all that stuff so it's it's incredible to see that yeah and i really think or i I really appreciate it and I'm very happy as someone who's, you know, of course, a very avid gamer myself, that gaming is being, I guess, it's becoming more and more normalized in terms of mm -hmm. being, like, accepted. I feel like a lot of times before it's just like, oh, violence promotes, or video games promote violence, you know, this and that, like these these nonsense arguments. Uh, and now, you know, especially with, with 2020, I think it was uh, one of, I guess, the under overlooked things of 2020 was people actually started getting into gaming as like their mm -hmm. their hobby uh and just their pastime of kind of decompressing forgetting mm -hmm. about you know what 2020 was and how stressful and crazy it was gaming really was like an outlet for a lot of people and and i think that twitch was also the same thing in terms of after they're done gaming you know they consume twitch content and watch their favorite personalities uh you know play their favorite games and it's yeah. really awesome to see kind of that growth. You know, you talked about, you know, being having 50 viewers uh, back then was a big deal. Um, and I agree, you know, it's it's crazy how also how social media and just the digital space has grown where yeah. you can, you know, really promote it anywhere. And you really mm -hmm. have a lot of resources because I think back then it's a lot of hey, you know, like you, you kind of promote to your friends, like your family, what you have there because the digital space just wasn't as big before. But now it's Absolutely. so big, you know, you're able to just uh, go out, put your stuff out there. And, you know, sometimes uh, if it's really good and, you know, people really like you, it'll your content will gain traction. And that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, if there's one, if there's one platform that I have to, you know, that still catches my eye to this day because uh, there's just so much that goes into content creation. And with 2020, you know, uh, being such a hard year i've been you know um i have friends and family that i would regularly see and i'm a, more of i'm i'm a little bit of an extrovert and an introvert but mm -hmm. i love you know human interaction and i love being around my loved ones and the people that i care about and not being able to see them for over a year now it took a huge huge hit uh on my you know my mental health and i always think that that's very important to talk you know try and talk about oh, yeah. but uh you know to to kind of claw my way back to some type of you know clear level-headed thinking uh i had to remove you know a bit of social media because you know obviously it, there's always two sides to it all so you know all the energy and um all the energy that i can invest had to go into my content into my community and they you know my main community is always on twitch you know they're they, you know and and that's the people that i get to connect with each and every day so, um, but one, I will say one platform that has impressed me, uh, so like so much is TikTok. TikTok is mind blowing with oh, yeah. its growth and its community and it's, I will say almost terrifying algorithm. It's, you know, I'll be talking like, I, you know, you just see how insane TikTok's algorithm is, um, uh, for yeah. some people just getting that one viral video and it just kind of blow ex explodes and explodes. And it's so awesome whether that'd be for gaming content or, you know, you know, music content or art content, it's just, it's all there. And, uh, I was a little skeptical at first to try TikTok and I finally gave it a shot and wow. So absolutely impressive. And I just think that the creator space is there for everyone that's willing to give a shot if they feel like they've got something they want to share. Yeah, definitely. TikTok for sure is just, you know, I think everyone knows this in terms of, you know, how great it is in terms of a platform and how much consumable content and funny and creative content is on there. Uh, but for, you know, on the creator side, yeah, it's just a huge win for all creators. I mean, I feel like it yeah. doesn't take too much to create, you know, what would be a TikTok and you don't even have to put a bunch of, of uh, you know, high quality production behind it as long as it's something fun, uh, engaging, you know, yeah. people will like it. You know, and, and that's there are that's some the incredibly talented and I'm sure take so much time and investment to make some TikToks. Oh, yeah. Then you have then you like <laughs> scroll up and you'll see someone that literally is just holding the phone, you know, talking about something uh, in the mirror. And it's just so engaging. And the, the plat the way that they use 
you know, their tone and structure of this topic, you know, they add a little humor to it and it's just everything. It really just adds to it. And, you know, it's, uh, you can see it doesn't, it, you can as high quality and as low quality or, you know, as much investment or as little investment, if you have a niche and you run with it, you can definitely see some insane spotlight and it's awesome. It's awesome to see how much variety there is in that alone. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if you are a creator out there, you want to just maximize, you know, the, the types of resources that are there and definitely do some research because I know also some platforms aren't for everyone, you know, and, and some platforms are. So I think TikTok is because it's such a new platform, it's gaining just such a lot of interest and it's yeah. definitely worth taking a look into. So I recommend Eddie, there's I, I kind of wanted to go back to to your just wild and, and fantastic career of, of streaming so far within your nine years of streaming you've you know must have been through just a lot of intense and, and crazy game launches uh titles triple a titles indie titles and i know that you're a variety variety streamer and you love to play different types of games mm -hmm. you know out of all of that this is going to be kind of a tough one too so you feel free to, to take a few seconds to think about it but out of all the nine years, which one, which title kind of is holds the most special place in your heart when it comes to, you know, streaming and kind of sharing that content with your audience? That is a that's a really tough one. Uh, so for anybody that watches my stream, um, there are a few games that they may have, you know, learned about me from. There are, you know, there is Sea of Thieves. There is Friday the 13th, the game. There is... <laughs> um destiny one there is rainbow six siege uh my goodness so so many so many titles uh i just did i, I mean the borderlands 3 release this pat in 2019 was huge for the channel mm -hmm. um man the most special one yeah it doesn't have to be in terms of numbers but maybe one that you just enjoyed the most sharing that time playing it with with your audience and they enjoyed you know interacting with you stuff like that yeah uh i would have to say collectively friday the 13th the game has to be up there with at least like at least tied with something at least tied with a game for in terms of community in terms of entertainment and heck even in terms like you know in terms of numbers i here's the thing uh i've been you know as, as long as i've been streaming i really really advocated i i, I wanted to stick by one thing and i didn't want to lose who i was as a gamer mm -hmm. uh to do live streaming so like the numbers um they're always wonderful i'm so grateful for seeing how high my stream uh blows up for certain releases uh for a lot of releases but at the end of the day once i feel like i hit a content wall on a video game once i feel like my time is done with a game in terms of enjoyment for myself it has to stop like i have to move on to the next game mm -hmm. because that's just who i am as a gamer so it was always very important for me to not run with the hype of the numbers on my stream because then I feel like there would be a day that I would wake up and I felt like I was playing something that I didn't want to play anymore. And I was just doing it for the numbers. And, you know, I, I couldn't, if I couldn't be successful for myself, I'm going to, I'm going to put an asterisk there. If I couldn't be successful and I'm put an asterisk there mm -hmm. for myself, uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't successful enough to me. If I felt like the only way that I could keep myself afloat and keep myself, you know, being able to do this every day full time. Um, it wasn't me at my best, or it wasn't me being as successful, the, the success that I wanted to look for. Um, and everyone is different. Every content creator is different. Everyone, you know, they, they measure success at their own pace and their own, and, and in, with their own formula. Mine just always in my heart had to be, if I'm going to be successful at this, it has to be me playing what I want to play, when I want to play, for how long I want to play it. And that's that. If I can't sustain this live stream full time at post that, uh, then it's just, I can't, you know, then I'll have to figure out the next step. And um, 
I've been very blessed. And Friday the 13th was successful in all those marks. But there was something really special just about the fact that not only was it incredible in terms of the content that we were creating, but the fun that I was having with other creators. It, you know, it was a, it's an asymmetrical PVP where one person plays as, you know, Jason from the Friday the 13th movies and the other seven players played as camp counselors and they were, you know, trying to escape from Jason as he tried to viciously kill them. It's very, very, very viciously kill them. Yeah. Um, but it was very entertaining because there was also in-game, uh, there was in-game, how do you say, uh, VoIP. So, oh, like voice comms? Know, voice, yeah, voice comms in the game, in the match. So you could like run around. And as Jason, I would take my voice changer and I would, you know, I'd come in with my voice changer and they would know that I'm on my way and little, you know, cues. But we'd had so much fun and we, you know, there were little things like us role playing some matches and all that stuff. There was a lot of fun with other creators and just other people in the community there that made it really special. You know, it's, it's so hard. This, you were right. This is a very hard um, question because that will always probably be one of the most special. But then, you know, when CFD's first release, they didn't have the best release, but when it did come out, there was, you know, the community was so invested on seeing the, the top people to hit Pirate Legend, which is to get level, there at, at the time there were only three factions and you had to get level 50 and to do so you had to do voyages. And I think I streamed over like 450 hours that month or 420 hours, something like that, that month. Oh, um, and I was, there's no list. Yeah. Everyone that puts a number on it says I was the third pirate legend. I will, <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to claim to that because I genuinely will never know. I always wish that rare would have just put the number out so I could know. Yeah. But most people, you know, most people always saw me as the, the third person to get it. And uh, I'm okay with that. But it was a moment like that when I, when I hit it, that, that, you know, oh my, I did it, you know, and seeing chat explode yeah. when I, I finally got that, you know, pirate legend. Uh, it was, it's just such a momentous occasion for me, but you know, there's so many different scenarios where I have like these incredible shout outs for certain moments in my career. Heck, uh, uh, actually a game that just ended up having an announcement today. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Adagami, but oh, yeah, it is, yeah. um, yeah, they, they, so they have a sequel and it just got announced that it was delayed because they want to polish the game. And I have so much love for Lintz works for, for, you know, they, they have so much passion for their game but when Aragami 1 came out I actually wasn't aware of it until the day it released and I ended up buying the game and playing it and the entire dev team actually watched me beat their game so I think it took me oh. two days to beat the game I think it was on the second day but the entire dev team was watching and I'm I'm a very highly emotional person so I was you know feeling goosebumps and tears in my eyes because this game was incredible it, it reminded me of so many games that were so incredible. It's it's like a mix of uh, Tenchu. If you ever played Tenchu, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, okay. and uh, Journey. It was like a mix of Tenchu and Journey, uh, and it's you know it is such an incredibly wonderful stealth, um, like assassin game, and I just loved it so much because it gave me so much nostalgia for a game that I haven't played in so long because the series kind of died in the 360 era, yeah. or it's on hold, and I'm you know hoping that it comes back, but. Uh, moments like that, you know, uh, the airship, airship, they made, you know, Darksiders Genesis. And that, that was another dev studio that showed me so much love and watched me play their game for a majority of it. And I was losing, you know, and it's moments like that where not only as a gamer is it so refreshing to feel um, want, like games that I, I, am excited to play and or not aware of and then get hit in the face with just this absolute awesome experience but then as a content creator to to be in the spotlight of the people that spent so much of their time and their efforts and their passions you know investing in this and seeing and and giving me their energy to see my reactions to it it just means the world to me so there's so many you're right it's such a hard <laughs> it's, it's 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 such a hard uh it's such a very hard um question to answer because there's so many awesome moments but it definitely would boil down to friday the 13th being uh one of my tops i mean heck not even you know even just talking about 
dev support. You know, um, when I was in LA one, the, the one year, um, they called me up or they hit me up and they're like, Hey, do you want to come over? We're actually filming some more content for the game. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, that'd be awesome. I'd love to be there. And lo and behold, Kane Hodder, the man himself who played Jason <laughs> Voorhees in the movies was there and I got to meet Kane Hodder and oh, it was just incredible what? to see him work. Yeah, I was able to see him work. So like, I, you know, Friday the 13th holds such a special place in my heart, especially because that game, I'm so, it's so, I'm so heartbroken that that game could have been so much more um, and ended up getting tied up in uh, the movie rights or the movie oh, rights and yeah. the, the, the movie, uh, copyright is like tied up in a lawsuit so that basically i think that put them into a bad situation where they basically had to stop making content for the game but i mean you know just the experience that i had with friends playing this asymmetrical pvp game it was just such a blast absolutely such a blast so like you have you have a, a nice array of different moments that have happened in my career but if i'm gonna you know put bullet point onto one very special game i would say friday the 13th Friday the 13th. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I also know, have a lot of friends and know a lot of streamers as well who's also there. One of their games that they, you know, just have a, a special place in their heart for is also Friday the 13th. So, I mean, clearly it's it's an awesome game by, made by awesome mm -hmm. people. And, you know, I'm also glad that you have had that same experience as I'm pretty sure many others um, have had that same experience as well. Um, yeah. So kind of in contrast to that, you know, in terms of like recent stuff, there still is like a lot of new games coming out when you have to decide when you're streaming which game or which game to pick next on what you want to stream. Is there like a certain criteria when, you know, choosing which game to play next or is it just something that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have games. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a highly emotional person. So I, when I feel like this energy, you know, inside of me uh, and I get really hyped for a game and people, you know, resonate with it, uh, they just know, they, they know that this is going to be something big for me. And uh, so like right now, I mean, I have, I have um, Outriders comes out on April 1st, uh, Deathloop comes out May 21st uh, oh, from Deathloop, Arcane, yeah. mm -hmm. um, Returnal, Returnal looks really awesome. It's another, it's going to be a, a PlayStation 5 only, but it. Kind of reminds me of, you know, Risk of Rain, if you've ever played Risk oh, of Rain. Oh, Risk of Rain is so fun. Yes. I actually uh, got to meet the devs, and they're they're such great people. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I'm actually, oh, I'm, I envy you there because, <laughs> you know, Hopu is just like, they're incredible. Like, they are incredible with with, with what they've accomplished. Um, I'm actually so excited because March is their one-year anniversary, and they said that we're getting an anniversary update. Ooh. So let's, I'm just so ready for that march update because it's been you know i put so many hours i think i have how many hours do i have in risk of rain i think i have like 190 hours in risk of rain too oh, man and uh, i just love it man i love it so much i'm so excited for the anniversary update um but yeah i mean there's so many games that i'm so excited to come out i find i find i found that in you know my almost decade of being at least a content creator and just in you know i've been gaming my entire life but, um, I, you know, and that's another reason why Twitch has resonated with me so much is because I, there's almost nothing in, on this planet that has, I've felt more passion in than video games. Uh, I was born and raised in the Bronx in New York City. And, uh, you know, very, you know, we weren't, I wasn't raised in the best neighborhoods. And one of my escapes from, you know, the hood is, is was video games. And my, my friends and I, we would, you know, talk about video games and that was our passion. And it's been my passion my entire life. So like, you know, the, the way it's just a feeling, you know, I, I know what kind of games I like. I might be a variety streamer and there's a huge variety of games that I like, but there's definitely something about, you know, when games release and knowing just for certain, this is the game I want to play on this release date. There is only a very short there's very, I want to say not even a handful of moments where there's been multiple releases on a single day. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to play. Like, yeah. I want to play this, that, and everything, you know, so. Um, but there's a, you know, right right now, uh, Outriders and, and Deathloop are like the, the two on my horizon right now. There's other ones that I, you know, I'm still waiting for firm release dates on. Like, obviously, God of War, shout out to oh, yeah. Sony Santa Monica, but God of War, you know, Ragnarok, if that's going to be the, the, the real title, got slated for 2021. I don't believe that's going to happen because <laughs> Sony first party games love getting announced and then getting delayed. Uh, and don't get me wrong. That is not, a, that's not hate at all. Like, oh yeah. You know, it's just, it's a funny, Corey, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Corey man. and the team over there, they they know what they're doing. After 2018, I just did a God of War series playthrough a month ago. I think it was a month or two ago. I did a full series playthrough okay. of the of every God of War game. All all eight. I think it was like seven and then, you know, 2018. Um, but I 100%ed and platinumed 2018. And Corey you know, Balrog and his team at Sony Santa Monica, I know that they're going to make another masterpiece and I can't wait. So like, yeah, I say it's, you know, I, I am excited for it and it is 2021. I just don't believe that it'll be coming out in 2021 because that's just kind of the way that Sony's first parties work. You know, look yeah. at all the Naughty Dog titles. They get announced, then they get, you know, then <laughs> we don't hear about them for a while, then they get delayed, then they get delayed one more time and then it comes out. And it's literally, it's almost been, it's like clockwork for those. And, you know, there's no hate um, I do think that as an industry, I would love to see, you know, marketing start looking at a a, um, a way to shift the industry to shorter, you know, um, announcement windows. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of love for Gearbox because um, everyone knew Borderlands 3 was coming, but Gearbox still, they waited until six months before their release date to announce it. Yeah. And within those six months, they did a teaser, then they did gameplay. Then, you know, or they did a teaser, then they did a full trailer, then they did a, you know, a gameplay event where a bunch of content creators are flown out and they showed the first gameplay with all these content creators there with a live audience. And it was phenomenal and fantastic. And, you know, and then they led into this. They had this wonderful window and I'm sure it was super stressful because a six month time period isn't a lot of time to like, you know, get this plan and like constantly be on, you know, the road, getting people hype at different events and all that stuff. But it was so well executed, in my opinion, uh, even though. Um, you know, the game might have come out and people may have, you know, want, like wanted different things or had different expectations, whatever it may be, that that six month window from announcement to launch is per like the perfect window, in my opinion. I think it's fantastic because you get hype about this announcement and you just know it's coming. And it's like you you just feel like every day is like Christmas because it's the way that they were doing it. It's like you felt like every day you'd wake up and there was a new announcement or there was a new tease or there was a new article or a new event that they were going to and you were going to get a little bit more information. Yeah. And, and so I got to give them a lot of love. So, you know, when you see like the Sony, the, the Sony marketing strategy, I always like I'm like, I, I love it and I'm so hyped for these games, but I feel like I shouldn't get hype until like the following year after you first say when it's going to come out because, you know, uh, it's uh, just going to be a long, long wait. Yes. And I think that's, oh, I can't even tell you. I, well, every I know everyone has had this, but for me, my first, oh, the big games, I guess the, the number one game that's like most special to me that I've always had the most fun with and it's kind of like the same situation as God of War is uh, is Dying Light, Dying Light 2. Mm. Um, I just yes. love that series. It's, it's such a fun series. It, I love how they just keep updating it with new content uh, whenever they can. But, oh, man, they, you know, they, they keep pushing back the deadline. And it's like, I understand. And to me, it's like, I don't mind if it gets pushed back. I just really hope that when it is released, that all that time being pushed back really did where it was able to help you guys to make it a more polished game. Uh, okay, was, so you know, the last thing we want is like a, another cyberpunk. Not saying that they did a bad job, but I just think, you know, cyberpunk just wasn't as polished. As obviously, yeah, been. obviously yeah. cyberpunk, you know, probably could have used a little bit more time to cook, but mm -hmm. it it is, you know, and that's a that's a perfect example. I mean, that game got teased like 8 years ago or something like that. Yes. Um yeah. so that's, you know, that's where that like is like mind-blowing. Um, that we, you know, in eight years from eight years from the tease that, you know, from its, you know, from its teaser to its release, that's such a long period. Um, but just to to reiterate, because I'm a huge, huge Dying Light fan. I played oh, it on awesome. I played it on Xbox One. <laughs> I played it on Xbox One uh, when it first came out with okay. my best friend at the time. Um, and he was like on stream with me, you know, like right, right next to me. And we were just playing, we fell in love with this game because we love, you know, we love the, we love zombie games. We love, yeah, you know, we loved playing, um, Left 4 Dead, you know, we loved playing Left 4 Dead. So, and we love Techland because they made the first, uh, Dead Island. Dead Island, yes. And mm -hmm. so they went to work on Dead Island 2 and then they left I, oh. because I think they had a falling out with their publisher. Yeah. But then they decided to take it into their own hands to make the Dead Island that they wanted to and they that they felt they weren't constricted, you know, by a publishing team. And I think they were also constricted by uh, um, technology at the time because that was uh. on 360 and then Dying yeah. Light came out on Xbox One. But 
I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill the mood here because I've, I've been having this discussion. I'm starting to get really nervous. I like I pick up on cues and things that happen, and I start getting really nervous because I feel like I'm getting more in tune with things that I see or hear about, and start to like question it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And that's what it is. I you know I'm really good at getting hype, but the longer and longer that I've been in this community, I start realizing, man, maybe I should let's wait until we get the full picture. Let's wait until we get a little bit closer to full release to know like is this hype really something I want to get into. Anyway, so I, I have so much love in the world for Techland because even to this day, they're still doing little bits of content that come onto Dying Light and they still have events and all that stuff. Yes. I do worry though. I worry because we over, I think it's been two years since the first announcement and showing of Dying Light 2. Yeah. And that's where and, I was uh, like concerned or not concerned, but I was so hyped because sometimes you get the teaser or like the title, yes. but then that's it. But they've actually released like, you know, gameplay, some content. That full yeah. gameplay. Yes. It was so in depth. And I was blown away by it. Like yes. the multiple structures for the storylines and mm -hmm. how every, you know, playthrough is going to be different because when you make one decision, it affects the rest of the world. And that's awesome. But you start to think, you know, like, man, it's been, they've been really quiet <laughs> and they've asked to push it back. And now they haven't even said, I don't even think they've said anything in terms yeah. of pushing it back. But Not then yet. their lead, their lead writer apparently just left, <sighs> uh, left the, the company. So that, that has, that gave me two scenarios in my head. Was it like creative differences, which is the, the cynic, you know, I, I don't, I'm not much of a cynic. I like to be optimistic, but yeah. you know, I always wonder, was there like creative differences? And then he just, you know, left, even though like they're still working on trying to polish some things out in terms of direction. But you would think, you would think if it was meant to release within this year, they already have the game fully playable. Exactly. It's just polish, you know, mm -hmm. but you really don't know. So he could have left on good terms and the, the project could have been done. He could have fully written it and everything worked out. They're just having, they're really articulate about polishing their game. And I have a lot of respect for them. There's a reason why everyone loves Dying Light. Heck, I believe it has like a, like. It still has a cool has, following and it's still. It, it has like a 94% positive review oh, on God. Steam. And that's a game that released on PC in 2015. That's yes. insanity. You know, to have that much love this you know this late in the game um it's they've just done so well so it's like i i just i have something deep in my soul that makes me have so much love and respect for techland and think that they are gonna you know knock it out of the park with dying light too but then you always get nervous you're like man they've been so quiet for so long and they announced it like two years ago what's going on like uh, give know. us a little bit more transparency please so i do i am i'm getting a little worried too i feel you on that because again dying light one was just the cream of the crop of like the co-op it, it makes this co-op zombie experience, but then adding that that free running uh, oh, parkour free run, system, parkour, open world. Oh, oh my goodness, it was so so good. It's so good. Anyway, really so is. I'm very looking forward to. It. But anyway, like so like that. That's a that's a great way. Like let's say you know two games were releasing, and one of the games that were releasing were Dying Light Two. There's no way. There's no, there there are very few things that would release on the same day that I could be like, yeah, I don't know what I want to play. No, it's going to be Dying Light 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely going to be Dying Light 2 on that day. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I've replayed Dying Light just so like, mm. I'll play it by myself. And it's like, try and get my brother in it. And it's like, okay, and then let's let's get his friends. And then let's mm -hmm. all just start from the beginning. And oh, man, it's just, it's such a fun game. Every time I play through it, I've, I've never gotten bored once. And I've had like maybe like five playthroughs of that game from start to finish. And it's Absolutely. just a fun game, fun game. And I, I have to say the community around it too, because, you know, my, um, I, I've, I've watched some gameplays around it and, you know, I've had some friends that stream it while, you know, I was getting them into it and the community mm -hmm. is just so friendly. Um, and there's still just a, a wide community following the game. People just love watching yeah. it and, and it's awesome. And that's why I'm super excited for, for Dying Light 2. I, you know, fingers crossed everything goes well and, you know, it's hopefully we get something something tangible soon but sending <laughs> all the love to tech land for that one for sure yeah yeah but it's so you know, funny the, the the way you describe it like the way you describe it about the community and 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 how friendly and you know interested and exciting you know and and how uh involved they still are in the excitement of dying light uh it reminds me of a a, a game that i'm just currently in love with uh because it's also a four-player co-op it's a four-player co-op shooter uh i don't know if you've played it yet but i highly recommend it um it's called deep rock galactic and I have, uh, I have not. Yeah, so it's so it's developed by Ghost Ship Games, 
and it's published by Coffee Stain. And for anybody that's been like, you know, paying attention to the gaming industry and like the these insane, like, you know, indie games that are like blowing up Valheim. Yeah, Valheim um, is really... Val Valheim, Valheim is made by Iron Gate. That's a completely different studio, but it's pu also published by Coffee Stain. So if you like, if you like Valheim, the, uh, the, the publishing umbrella that Valheim is under also has another game from another studio called Deep Rock Galactic. It's a four-player co-op shooter where it's class-based. There's four different classes. You're a dwarf in space, and you go into this planet, these procedurally generated caves. They, so every cave is procedurally generated where you're mining minerals for this company that you're working for called Deep Rock Galactic. And you, you want to bring the minerals back so you get paid. And you also use the minerals to upgrade your classes. There, okay. There's a gunner, there's an engineer, there's a scout, and there's a driller, which he drill you know as you can think he drills through the caves with ease yeah and the the classes are so cohesive and work so well together but the twist is while you're in the caves of hoxit uh for the under the underworld is just infested with these bugs these these alien bugs and you just get hit by hordes of alien bugs while you're trying to mine and do these objectives to get these minerals out for your payout and for your upgrades and it's such if you are a left for dead fan i oh, can't yeah. recommend it enough oh, it's wow. on it's on it's for anybody that's on xbox or has xbox game pass on pc it's on game pass so that you know i the only reason i'm even you know this passionate about it is because literally the way you expressed you know the dying light community and how much people love it and heck if you were to find people to play with they'd be super friendly and super helpful if you're brand new to yeah. that that's how the deep rock galactic community is there's such a great community and that's an indie studio that i have so much love for because they've made such an incredible co-op shooter uh so i just it, it made me think of like a game that i'm like thoroughly in love with right now when you short that passion for the dying light community all right i gotta ch i'm gonna check this game out and i'm definitely gonna get it because yeah i'm just looking at some pictures of it right now it looks so fun the, yeah oh, man. it's a lot it's a lot a lot of fun. i actually literally just had a viewer come into stream today because he came in the other day he's like hey eddie can you recommend any good you know co-op games and i said well absolutely gonna recommend deep rock galactic i mean if you look at its theme page it has like 95 percent positive <laughs> review like or no i'm sorry i'm so wow that's uh, 97 percent positive reviews oh out of like sixty-five thousand reviews 97 percent say that <sighs> this game is positive and uh you know it's just it's it's so it's so good i, I you know if you're into shooters if you're in the co-op you know um, oh, yeah. i know that there's a lot of people out there that look for pvp but it's not a pvp game if you're into pve co-op like left for dead yes. it has all of that and it has a deep progression system and it's so fun it's so fun i can't recommend it enough okay then i'll definitely because one of the games that i was looking at, at starting up too that my friends have been playing was was valheim because i know that's just been getting big mm. but this yes. is this looks I have like 290 hours no oh. i have 240 hours in valheim right now right now damn okay yeah okay so those okay those two games you know i'm gonna i'm gonna stop playing my normal games my normal regular <laughs> esports games and i'm as I've been looking, I think the the last game I played that I've just I really liked playing um, a PVE with and co-op was yeah. uh, it's called The Forest. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I think it's a little bit of an older game, but it's like a survival game with like a really yes. cool story, um, and it's it's just an overall very fun game. And I think it's yep. really it's hard. in there with Valheim, it's in there with Ark, it's in there with Conan. It's definitely in that genre. Yep. Oh, perfect. Yes. That okay. I'm yeah. super excited then. Yeah, oh, very, man. very good. And it's just, you know what, it's it's crazy. Uh, we were, another discussion we were having today on stream, uh, just indie games have been blowing, they've been blowing people's minds. These indie games like Valheim dropped and people are, you know, five, what was it, five million copies sold within oh. a month of launch? Five million for a team, for a development team of like five people. That is insanity. Yeah, that's insanity. Crazy. And I have so much love for Iron Gate because they made something very special. I think if they really double down, they expand their team and they invest, I genuinely believe Valheim can be like the next Minecraft. That's how good I think that game is. Dang. I think that it can be. But I mean, heck, there's, you know, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. It's indie, you know, indie studio, Ghost Ship Games. I I, I want to say like 30. I, 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 you know, I shouldn't throw out too many numbers out there because it's not like I 100% know. But I, it's a very small team. Um, but you know, that's an, another indie title. Heck, uh, Loop Hero just came out and that's been, you know, another one that's like blowing people's minds. If you like, uh, if you're into like deck builders, like Slay the Spire, um, 
or you know pve hearthstone for like the more you know because i know uh hearthstone has like a pve side to it as well okay. uh loop hero is like a hands-off strategy game where you have this little guy that just goes around this loop it's very pixelated and uh he ought like when he runs into an enemy he gets into a little like fight kind of like old school final fantasy where you would run into an enemy and then it would stop the you know, oh, open yeah. world and put you into a little fight and then it would be, but it's all auto. So it's all hands off. And the only things that you're changing when you get loot in your inventory, you just put, you know, the gear on your person to have more, better stats. And then you get these cards and you, you know, you use these cards to place these tiles that give your character more health that spawn certain enemies. And sometimes you'll place like, uh, like a forest down. And when your character walks through a forest, they get these little sticks. And when they get enough sticks, they get wood and you take all these materials back to your main camp to build your camp up to get more resources and get more like classes and you know abilities and gear and potions and things like that and it's such an awesome little indie game that has been blowing up i think they hit like five hundred thousand copies sold uh today and it's like you know it's it's so awesome to see things like that I i have so much love for the indie um the indie scene you know because i definitely found myself playing you know, all the AAA titles for so many years and being stuck in the AAA scene and, you know, yes. loving every big AAA title release. And now I'm finally at a point where, man, I'm falling in love with so many indie games and roguelikes and deck builders. And I just, it's so good. Gaming is just, in my opinion, I think gaming, if you are open to looking in the indie scene, I think gaming is in such a great spot. Heck, even Risk of Rain. Think about, think about yeah, it. Risk, Risk of, of Rain. Rain. I think Risk of Rain is... Just, I think honestly, Risk of Rain is what got me into the indie side of, of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. it, I think Hades is going to do that for a lot of people. I heard I about think that. Hades, yeah. mm-hmm. Hades was a huge, like, like I play, Hades got released in early access over two years ago. And I, I bought it the day it got announced because it got announced at the Game Awards, I think in like <laughs> 2018. And I bought it the day it was announced. So I looked at it. The art style was beautiful. Super Giant Games is a fantastic developer. And I bought it instantly. And I, but I didn't get to play it until like six months in after its first like big update. And every time a new update would come out, I'd delete my save and just start over and delete my save and just start over. And when it finally came out to 1.0, everybody was like, dude, what is this game? And I'm like, I'm so happy to see people jumping in because like, you know, some people it's their first indie game. Some people it's their first roguelite. And I'm just like, oh, it's so great. It's such a great feeling to know where it was and see it grow. Um, So I I just love that. I love I have so much love for uh, the indie scene right now. Yeah, definitely. Indie scenes are just, I think they are actually more important than the AAA titles because they are, I feel like their creativity, what they can do on a limited budget, on a limited crew, really just brings out the best in, in that team. I feel it's, like when it's you, awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're flush with cash and you have all the, this team behind you, you have creative people, but really when kind of the odds are stacked against you and you have a team of like, you know, five or less devs and, you know, they're trying to output, you know, some game that they've just been, you know, idealizing and trying just their hardest and, and putting all of their, their heart into, that's when you really come out with something special, you know? absolutely yeah and and a lot of love to to the indie devs out there and a lot of respect to them too because these games they may look very you know simple on the surface and fluid Mm -hmm. but it takes years to get it like that you know yeah it's so much so much passion put into it i love it yeah and you know a lot of people a lot of just regular consumers don't know that you know they're i love this indie game this thing's awesome you know and then maybe they won't get like a sequel for like another i don't know three four maybe five years because, you know, yeah, I find team. myself it's again, you know, variety is the perfect term for my 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 passion for games, not just my content creation, because I mean, heck, today, uh, before I jumped on the call today, today, I just played Avengers all day. Uh, and I know that that's a controversial <laughs> one. That's Why? a controversial one. Big time controversial. <laughs> but I, you know, it's funny. Um, you were asking about like some of the highlights of like the, my biggest highlight as a content creator. And I will say I find myself in a lot of directories of games that like people have so much, you know, controversial opinions or it just has like a controversial launch. Like it, it, it has some type of, you know, something happens. And, you know, I just to name a few uh, lawbreakers, I loved lawbreakers so much and I okay. kind of wish it could have made a breakthrough. Uh, Battleborn, another huge one that like, I love that game so very much and had such a rough launch and ended up not being able to stand on its own feet no man's sky i played the day it came out no and man's again sky. you know that had a controversial launch uh see if these when it first came out was rough friday the 13th um 
I mean, the list basically goes on, but Avengers is my current one, and I still am in love with this game. I still think, you know, people were asking me today, um, I have this command in my chat, and I, heck, I even have it when people say the word worth. Mm-hmm. If they say if they say worth it, my bot will automatically respond, you know, I can't, t- I can't tell anyone what is worth their time. I have over 300 hours in Avengers, and I'm sure that some people that probably think Avengers is a bust or like a bad game or whatever are like, how is this guy playing Avengers for 300 hours? And um, the thing is, is I, dude, when I play games, I find what I like. And I fell in love with Avengers uh, the first day I played the demo because the combat, for anybody that, that, does, that doesn't know, the combat director of Avengers worked on God of War 2018. It's literally oh. the same combat system as God of War 2018, just for Avengers. Wow. And each Avenger has their own look and they feel Damn. very vastly different. Yes. And, um, you know, but my love for it comes from how incredible the story is, man. The story, oh, if yeah. someone could get it, it, Avengers is on sale right now. If, if someone were to get it on sale right now and just play it for the story, I feel like most people would find their worth. I, I genuinely believe that. Now, it's supposed to be another looter game like Destiny, like Division, you know, like Borderlands mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But that's where the game is lacking currently. But one thing that I love about that, uh, one thing that I'm I, that I find like comfort in that is Square Enix. I think is a publisher that knows that sometimes you know they have a rough game that comes out and they have to just give it some more support. And even though you know, even though people think that their game might be dead, it still gets more support. Um, I, I mean, you know, we talk about Square Enix. Look at Final Fantasy fourteen. Final yep. Fantasy fourteen is one of the most popular <laughs> MMOs to date, period, of all time. And at launch, it was not what it is today. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I I'm, now don't take this from me. I'm just saying what I've been told. But I've been told that Final Fantasy 14 was basically rebooted like twice. Like it was basically like rebooted, you know, given a huge, nice, big change and big influx of content or whatever twice. Mm-hmm. And now it is one of the greatest, you know, one of the most loved MMOs of, you know, of all time, which is incredible. And to know that a company like Square Enix is standing behind, you know, uh, Crystal Dynamics to continue to support this game, that gives me a little bit of, of hope. That get, you know, I, I normally don't like to hold on to hope too much because obviously if an Anthem situation happens where the game a month in basically lost most of its you know community and then you just think it's going to come back, think it's going to come back, and then boom, a week ago or two weeks ago, EA pulled the plug. Yeah. But you know, um, Square Enix seems to be very behind their studios. And I also believe that Square Enix signed a multi-year deal with Marvel to make Marvel games. So I genuinely believe that there's still a good chance we have the newest DLC coming for Avengers uh, that's free, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, Avengers does free content post-launch. So once you buy the game, all the DLC that comes out, you get to play it, it's included. The only thing that you pay for is the skins in the microtransaction store. And those aren't the only skins in the game. There was all these, you know, hot, you know, hot letter titles of clickbaits going out there about how every new character that comes out is going to be $10 battle pass, which is not incorrect, but it's not the whole story. Mm -hmm. So the first six characters in the game, you get their challenge card or their battle pass for free. In their challenge card, you get $13 worth of the in-game currency, the currency that you would pay for with that challenge card. That means if you just complete one challenge card, you get enough to unlock the next challenge card. And then when that character comes out and you farm their challenge card, you get another $13 or 1300 credits to then unlock the next character that would come out. So you literally would never have to spend a dime or you could use the, if you did all six characters at launch, you you could use those 7,600 credits to buy a couple skins in the store and still have enough to unlock those challenge cards. So a lot of people were like, oh, it's just riddled with microtransactions and all that stuff. And it's like, it actually really isn't. Like, there's this really awesome, you know, if you get a new character that comes out and you don't have the credits, you can still level their challenge card. And once you grind enough credits from the other challenge cards and then unlock it, it unlocks up to where you level. And it doesn't, it's not like it locks the experience for it, you know, prior. So there's so many good things that they did. It's just, there was a lot of misinformation for launch. But the one thing that I will say is that the game came out in, a very rough state for performance and the end game is, you know, basically non-existent once you get past all the story content. So like, I, I understand, but again, like I, you know, I'm sorry to rant on here a little bit. Um, but I find, I find a lot of solace and I find a lot of love in games that give me fun. 
And I played so much Ultimate Alliance growing up, and I played, you know, heck, I'm, I'm a huge Dynasty Warriors fan, and that's a mindless, oh, yeah, you know, 1v1000, you're just beating the snot out of, you know, a bunch <laughs> of AI. So, like, I find a lot of love and fun just doing, you know, things like that, and being able to play as Captain America, one of my favorite comic book heroes of all time, uh, it just makes it that much more fun. And even today, I got to play with my best friend, and, you know, playing video games with him is, like, reminiscing as kids, and... Uh, it's just such a great feeling. So like I have a lot of love for Avengers, but just going back, that's why I mean, that's why I genuinely mean variety is my genuine spice of not only gaming, but of content creation because I'm playing exactly what I want to be playing. I'm playing it for as long as I want to be playing and I'm playing, you know, what, when, and how I want to be playing, you know? So yeah, uh, it's really a lot of love to all that, but I found a lot of love in the indie scene this, these past, this past year. And I really am, am dope. Like, I'm, it's, it's really, it really is dope. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about how dope this new journey into finding all these awesome uh, indie titles are. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, I think the, the beauty of gaming uh, to everyone listening is that, you know, your game doesn't have to be widely accepted by everyone. You know, as long as you yourself really love that game for what it is, mm -hmm. whether it's Avengers or whether it's, like Valorant or League of Legends, that's that's the beauty of gaming is that it's for you and, and for you only, you know? It's, Absolutely. It's what you enjoy, and no one can can kind of take that away from you. You know, they can trash yeah, the game, I've, they can say whatever, but at the end of the day, you enjoy playing it because you like it, you know? Exactly, and that's exactly how gaming always should have been viewed from the jump. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you know uh, it should always be just find what you're having fun with. That's yeah. it. Don't look on IGN. Don't, you know, you can always look at that stuff. But if you think it's an interesting game and, you know, you're generally interested in it, then then get it, you know, yep. support the people that spent. I think that's what's time. awesome about content creation, right? You get yeah. to you have all these different perspectives. You somebody sees like IGN give a review and they're like, oh, well, IGN as a company says this game is bad. And it's like, but that's from one person's perspective at exactly. IGN. Mm -hmm. Watch a couple content creators, you know, watch them YouTubers, watch them Twitch streamers. See if you find any, if something about it is intriguing you, just take a little bit of a deeper look. And if it's not for you, then don't spend the money. Yeah. And I think that's for me personally, I try not to, I always look at, you know, what people are saying about it and that's fine. I think it's normal. Um, but if I'm, you know, again, if I'm interested in the game, no matter what people say about it, no matter what reviews come out, I'm always going to play the game for myself and then make the decision for myself there. Uh, because yeah. I was always interested from the start. But yeah, I mean, it's really awesome, Eddie. I really appreciate the, the type of kind of insight that you provide. And it's really good to to hear and, and see, you know, that you, know, you view gaming as just a general, you know, form of, of decompression and, and relaxation and just a really fun hobby. Um, Absolutely. And so... We're coming on the end of our podcast now, but there is one thing before we kind of end this out. One thing I did want to ask you, and maybe, you know, uh, some of our viewers want to know too, how big gaming, you know, is in, in your life and in your career. I would assume that's what you do a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. But is there anything aside from gaming that you like to do, like in your free time when you're done streaming or, uh, you know, when you're just done, you know, actually doing like a gaming session on your own, is there any other kind of hobbies that you go for or that you've picked up recently? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of like my own, you know, my own personal uh, hobbies, I, I, there's, there's just nothing that really has done it for me for gaming. Yeah. I can, I can go into, I can go into fandom, like nerd, nerd culture all day. Like I, I love oh, anime. Culture. I, I have, yeah. I have different waves of you know, watching anime, I, you know, I, I love, uh, I'm still waiting for season two of Kimetsu no Yaiba or Demon Slayer for anybody <laughs> yeah. to watch that, you know, obviously excited for my hero. Um, but you know, I, oh, that's I, awesome. That's good. Yeah. Me too. I <laughs> like, I love, you know, I love anime, um, anything comic book related, you know, whether it comes to the MCU, uh, you know, WandaVision yes. just ended WandaVision. and loved that. Oh, loved it. Um, Snyder, Snyder cut as much as I, I'm not trying to get my hopes up too much, but Snyder cut comes out next week. So oh, I love, yes. I mean, just comic books, video games, anime, like anything nerd, you know, that's, those are, that's my passion. You know, that's I just awesome. love all that stuff. That is really awesome, Eddie. And I think a lot yeah. of us can relate out there. I definitely can. I love that, all of that stuff too. Um, and, you know, it's, I think it's, it's really awesome to have you on, you know, today's podcast. And I feel like a lot of people will, you know, kind of resonate with exactly how you feel and your insight on a lot of the stuff we talked about. Thank you again so much for, you know, coming on the show today 
to you know to talk to us and to just to have this awesome conversation i really appreciate it oh, the honor was mine james thank you so much of course and for everyone out there today's episode is brought to you by oris and amd's x570 motherboards Feel free to get yours on your local e-tail retail uh, over there. And if you want to listen to more episodes of our Oris Late Night Fights podcast, you can find them on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And Eddie, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitch and YouTube at twitch.tv forward slash Eddie Monster, E-D-E-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, and basically the same thing for YouTube as well. Cool. And I think, do you, do you have a, a store that has like merch too? Um, I do have a, a DBH store, but it's going under. It's it's under a little maintenance right now. Maintenance? We're trying okay. to think of some new ideas, but you know, right now, just going for that Twitch, going for that YouTube, and just trying to push out as much gaming content and share that you know, like my love and passion for video gaming. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Make sure you guys definitely uh, tune in for Eddie's streams. I'm pretty sure you've seen him before because, you know, he was on our Orismus uh, stream and did an awesome job. So, you know, tune in. I will definitely be there waiting for uh, the next game that you play. Uh, and hopefully one of these times we can play, hopefully Val Valheim together and you can show me around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.